1: Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without autopay pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com.
2: What's up, the Aliens? This is Miraz, the executive producer and sidekick on the DA Show. You're locked right here to the best of the DA show on this hump day. Check out the best takes, laughs. And hysterical moments that ensued for what you might have missed this morning on the Da. I want you
3: to know
4: that the
5: mothership
4: has
1: landed. It's Da on CBS Sports Radio.
4: What's up, my brother? I want permission to come aboard the mothership.
1: Asking permission to join a sports talk spaceship? Well, we're all a little crazy. The Mothership has connected. The
2: Mothership! The the, the Mothership!
4: Let's go Happy Wednesday to you, North America. The Mothership has connected. Welcome aboard. It's the four-hour deflector shield shindig. DA with you from the CBS Sports Radio studios in New York, broadcasting to affiliates nationwide and north of the border. Anchorage to Atlanta, Texas to Tuscaloosa, Kalamazoo, and Waterloo, hey, you're on the they air. They listening, D.A., everything we saying, d D.A., everything. We're coming to you from
2: our studios here, brought to you by Billy Alone On the other side of the glass, it's Perez. it's Bogish, Bogey. What a beautiful morning, man.
6: Oh, this is my favorite time of year, Sean. May, September as well here in New York. It's just the best. It's warm enough during the day for sure to dip in the pool. Cools off at night. Windows open for sleep. And this is the way it should always be. Yeah, I did full-blown AC with the with the windows down
2: last night. But I got to tell you, Bogues.
6: Wait, open windows and the AC? No, no,
2: no. Windows down. Oh. Oh. I've been doing open windows, but the pollen with the mucus. That's right, the mucus. I finally went to the air condition. condition. You're right. The pool's open. Look good. Look chillier for the pool. I don't know if this is true. I don't know if this is science. I've woken up in an extremely good mood, perhaps because I didn't have to stay up till midnight watching a sporting Mm -hmm. event last night, which Mm -hmm. was maybe a change of scenery for me. You get a little pep, a little energy. I feel a little lighter. I feel like I can move. And also, you know, I parked my car a couple blocks away today. Got the free parking. No meter going off today. And the walk, you know, light out, folks.
6: Five fifteen, very light out. Yeah, I, is that new? <laughs> I think it's new, uh, not new altogether. But I did the other day. Was it yesterday or last week? I came up at the subway, and I like it caught me so off guard. I was confused. Like, did I have the wrong day? Huh? Am I strangely late? Because yeah, it's not full sunlight. But nighttime's over at five thirty, which is it yeah. Seems bizarre, but I'll take it.
2: Now, granted, I, you know I got to come in here a little earlier than usual when I have the producing duties because you know Pete's not going to lift a finger. So maybe I'm just constantly seeing darkness. But today, knowing I was in the chair, it's like wow, yeah, this is a mood changer. When you walk into work and it's
6: light out, you don't feel as down. But I just wish we had we had windows. Yeah, I agree. Inside. I agree. We used agree. to, right? When we first started. Didn't we have windows behind us? We before did. Was, When this was just a radio yeah, station? Yeah. and then, you know, Kaplan with the lights and everything yeah. like that. But, yeah,
2: so there you go. So there's our – you know, anybody who's up this early, by the way, listening, this, you know what we're talking about. Those days that alarm goes off and it's dark out. You arrive at work when it's still dark out. Sad scene. But nonetheless, it's not. A uh, little tease ahead. Your, your leader, DA, right, your mothership leader – he will join us in three hours, 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific. Uh, yesterday, I'm not going to lie, you know he should be relaxing, enjoying his days off. We're going to check in on fatherhood. There was a, I thought, a really jerk tweeter that said, quote, I got back on my little Debbie route the next day my, after my kid was born, and I don't know if that rattled some cages with D.A.,
6: uh, I think it did. There was a response from the man I, himself. I know that's why I saw but So I think he's in the delivery truck this morning bringing the hot takes So
2: now, now he wants to join us at 9 a.m. So we will have that going ahead. Kevin Wall is back at CBS Sports Radio. You would have thought, you know, this is A-Rod getting traded somewhere. I mean, there were hugs this morning. We'll check in with K-Wall. We'll find out if he still doesn't know what Christmas music is. <laughs> And we'll have a good time. Remember, we are audio only, free on the Odyssey app. Series XM one fifty eight. Kaplan enjoying his days off. You want to throw out somebody who's not checking in at all? You'd have no idea if Cap is in Montana, home in Brooklyn, if he's alive or what.
6: But he was on the Twitter machine yesterday too, like in the tweet that said, "Guys, leave Cap alone. He deserves vacation. You'll wow. be okay without the stream." So they're always watching. They're always watching. So away we go, me and Bogues for the next
2: four hours. <laughs> Champ and Chump still to come. Sound check still to come. Chris Lepresti's in here, dressed like it's still Memorial Day. Uh, there was also another competing huge national radio show that asked the poll question after we did, what would you rather have off Friday or Is Monday? That true? Oh, there was. So are we getting, uh, if we're getting eyeballs, we might as well get cooking here on some sports,
6: folks. Okay. Well, I mean, we are the number eight national yeah. sports radio show. Somebody so ranked ahead of us used our poll questions. And, and came after us in the day part. So they definitely knew it was ours. Yeah, baby can't do that yeah baby and that was my idea i'm it was. specifically insulted you're an ideas guy you're an ideas mm.
2: guy. um okay and we'll also get more into bob's bar as well because the days are taking away we're almost two weeks away from
6: the day at big barberinos i'm feeling a little uh like i'm not doing enough there's people you're bringing in vendors free this free that I'm People trying, man. to see your book and guests, apparently. I've done nothing to contribute yet. My only role is collecting beers from DA. Yeah. I feel like I need to actually do something for this show soon. We will figure
2: it out, and I will also, maybe I'll, I'll transfer, I will just tease this ahead. Pete the Body had one job to do. One job to do. Yesterday, I received a text of him asking to do the job that he had already agreed to do. He was giving it back to you. As if we, as if it was his idea to begin with, to give the job to me, when, in a typical Pete move. I, well, we will grade this maneuver by Pete later, as we tease at the Bob's Bar. All right, now we did leave here at 10 a.m. Eastern yesterday, 7 a.m. Pacific, and Bogues and I said today is going to be a lot looser. We're not coming off of game seven. We have a couple days to go get to the NBA Finals, and I would be lying to you if I didn't start my car yesterday, going, "Do we have a topic for tomorrow? Do we have a lead topic for tomorrow?" And then a couple things happened. Well, Josh Hart asked the question, does anybody drink their significant other's breast milk? That can't be (laughs) a lead, but that happened late last night. (laughs) But also, Bob Myers, the architect, if you will, of the most modern of modern NBA dynasties. Although, to credit when he didn't really draft Steph Curry, that's kind of a blemish. Either way, he steps down at 48 years old. Leaving us to wonder, is the Warriors' dynasty dead? And should Bob Myers be a highly sought-after GM that gets hired and your guy gets fired immediately this offseason? It's where we begin. It's your cold open.
3: This job, uh, the one I'm in, and I would say this for any professional, general manager, or coach, requires complete... Engagement, complete effort, thousand percent. Um, and if you can't do it, then you shouldn't do it. And so that's 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 the answer um, to the question of why I can't do that to our players. I can't do that to Joe, and Peter. Really, I can't do it to myself. You know, I've only known how to do things one way my whole life. is is kind of all the way, and it doesn't feel right. Um, to do something when when I can't give it everything and, and that's what it takes to do what we've done over the last for me 12 years.
5: I don't believe it! The most amazing sensational
2: dramatic heart-rending It's DA's top story.
5: Here he
4: goes!
2: It's your cold open. Alright, that of course is Bob Myers who spent 12 years in charge of the Warriors franchise. He saw four NBA titles over the last eight years before losing to the Lakers here in the Western Conference semifinal. Um, the drafting of Steph Curry predated him, but still, you talk about building a finals team, Klay Thompson, Draymond Green, all the parts that kept this thing going over the last couple of years. Um, reinjecting, finding Jordan Poole into Andrew Wiggins uh, and and giving you that extra title there last year. Look, Bob Myers has been magnificent. Of course, the Kevin Durant deal, which is you know figuring out that one-year loophole, was unbelievably tremendous. Myers grew up in the Bay Area, was a fan of the Warriors growing up. He played basketball at UCLA. Imagine growing up, rooting for your favorite franchise, and then savvying your way into bringing that franchise its greatest run in its history when you grew up as a fan. That is how unbelievable job Bob Myers did. Now, the caveat is He's 48 years old, which means, look, if you could retire and do nothing at 48, that's fine. I don't think anybody thinks that. I'm going to give a fellow CBS Sports Radio host here a little credit. Zachary Gelb. Woof, woof. Zach Gelb had a thought I did not consider. Maybe it's an obvious thought, and, you know, I hadn't done enough deep diving on it. But Gelb's point was, is Meyer stepping down now? Because he knows, basically, the dismantling of parts has to come. I mean, Draymond Green has a, a one-year-left player option. Klay Thompson another year left. Who knows You know how much longer those guys have as prime-time players. Like we can all question Draymond Green's. Curry is getting older. And did Bob Myers grow so close to the core of this team that, basically, for him, he'd rather get out now and be the first? It's like uh, a, a parent who wants to die before their kids die. Get out now. <laughs> before he has to make the decisions on dismantling some of these guys and leave on good terms. I think that's possible. I think that's really possible. So, my two-pronged approach here, Bogues, before we get your thoughts, is A, should you be letting go of your executive now? I mean, is he going to have, like, Danny Ainge went to Utah? Should You know, even if you have a decent executive, should you want Bob Myers in here immediately? And number two... Is this just the first sign that the Warriors and the Steph Curry era are
6: done winning titles? Well, I mean, the sign about them being done is that they're just all old. And Steve currently has one year left on his deal, so his future is a little bit uncertain. Although, I guess there is some inclination that he wants to continue coaching past next season. You know, my first thought was, does Steve Kerr jump into the front office, Brad, Stevens? Brad Stevens, and then somebody else becomes the head coach? and they're moving forward. Um, but but what I read yesterday that would concern me, specifically for Bob Myers and maybe the future of the Warriors, is there. there's multiple Lacob sons. Kirk and Kent, they have K names under owner Joe Lacob. And Joe wants his sons to have more yeah. say in things. Boy, everybody's following that Succession TV route. Right. So that sounds, if you're like trying to read between the lines here, maybe Bob Myers is reading the room and going dad and his two kids want to run this like a family business i don't need that headache competing with these you know two or three sons who are have daddy's backing and unquestioned support so daddy's always happy yeah let me bounce now but i do also i trust bob myers's words a little bit that he just can't do the commitment anymore so i i don't i would be surprised if after June 30th, when this deal is up, that he takes another job immediately, sits out a year. Yeah, and and he's also was an agent before this. We could just go back to having an agency, right? And that's just true. taking cuts of people's whatever. So, um, I, I think this is more natural than anything else. But there are a couple of things to be maybe uh, keep an eye on about how the Warriors are going to run themselves after this. It's going to be a
2: new look as we keep changing over here in the NBA. Good time to be a Sacramento Kings fan. Good time to be a Denver Nuggets fan, clearly, as the West landscape changes. Eight five five two one two four two two seven. 212 4227 That number, again, is eight five five two one two four 212 All right, Bogues, the audience probably doesn't care about this guy. I care about this guy. I want to formally welcome back Kevin Wall into the fold. Kevin Wall was on the DA Show rotation. He was actually one of Cap's backups, again finding us in a spot here with no mm-hmm. stream today where maybe Wall could have jumped jump back there, but Pete doesn't want to let know that one person can run that back there. Mm. Kevin, welcome back. You're in the producing chair today. How are you?
5: I am good. It is a pleasure to be back. I definitely missed you guys in the last six months or so.
6: I was going to ask, how long actually was this? It was six months-ish you've been gone? I would say by the end of October, I went
5: um, I went to Connecticut. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, took a job with ESPN. That's yeah, okay. I'm,
6: I'm, Throw them right under the bus. They yeah, laid you off,
5: fine. and it just didn't work out. You so. were part of the layoffs that everybody yeah, knows. Yes, probably. we can, we can confirm that.
6: Yeah, I, I misspoke yesterday. I said that we sent you to AAA for more seasoning. It was more like <laughs> it was more like the soccer, like low. It setup. was one graphic that just went missing when I was filling in for Cap.
5: <laughs> that's uh, <all> it. Right. That's <laughs>
2: it. But wall, but no, but we're happy to have Wall back and Wall. On his feet. I'm going to call my old job. I'm going to get my old job back. And he gets his job back. Now, it's like I never left. It is like you never left. Here's the problem. I got two issues with you, and I was going to save it, but let's get right into it. Let's have some fun today. Number one. Number one. It feels like you think you're like a little bit of a conquering hero coming back here. I, you know, there's a lot of bows, a lot of hugs. We love you all, but I mean. This ain't Rogers going to the Jets here. Let's be. Real. Oh
5: come on, give me. According uh, to Jack Stern, it is. Hey bud, hey there, say that. It's just like right. I think he's just looking for allies, right? Now. I got to tell you, <laughs> he has not changed one bit because he's just asking about questions. You know, I'm trying to get sound check going. I'm trying to get the cold open. I'm like Jack. Once I have time, I will tell you my experience. But he just wanted the full story at 5.15 in the morning. That's I'm just going to give it to him. That's
2: good. He's trying to be a friend, which is good. No, no. And I'll definitely
5: talk to him about that. But uh, yeah, now. everyone's got the same questions. Like, where were you? Where'd you go? How was the
2: experience? You've been All gone? All that stuff. Well, I'm going to tell you right now. You are going to. And there's a reason I want to get this in the first hour. You understand how we do advanced analytics and a poll question of the day every day? I season? do. I do remember. You're going to be the subject of the poll question of the day, folks. Beautiful. And I want everybody's
6: answer. Honestly, right? yeah. You we can look wall in the eyes. This will be tough to copy by other shows because they don't yeah. have Kevin Wall. So sorry, guys. We can't give you any programming today. If you are rehired by a job in the first week of the job,
2: are you allowed to ask for free tickets to an event? Because Kevin Wall, I saw, got the company Yankee seats, and he hasn't even been back here a week. Is that bad optics by Kevin Wall? I've been sitting on this one.
6: Yeah. Uh, you know what? He got the email offering the tickets. So. I
5: still got the company emails over the months. Uh, it's, not, on, lo- no, it, it's, it's not, not like I point. was.
6: I
2: understand that. I, we all got, put it this way. We have great seats that are taken out for sales clients. It happened to be a busy holiday week. So we all got an email from our company with being partners here in New York with the New York Yankees for tickets. Wall asked or at least followed up with that email.
6: Sure, I'll take it in his first week back. Is that bad optics? I'm going to say no. No official answer. Now, I don't think I would do it, but it's not bad optics.
2: Jock alone, Your company, you go you you get rehired by a place in the first week, you get an email to the entire staff. Do you feel comfortable enough saying, "Yeah, I want those tickets?" No, I would not either. Mm-hmm. Billy's right. Billy's got the right answer. So that's your poll question of the day. If you were rehired by a company and they have free tickets to an event, are you allowed to ask in your first week back? Yes or no. Your poll question of the day, tune, 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 give us that and your thoughts at Bob Myers, 855-212-4227, <laughs> at Meraz-CBS, at Andrew Bogus. Wall is already sweating back there. He's going to be running for an ally in Jack Stern by hour three, I promise you. But you're not allowed to come back here and not allow us to trade you.
1: So when we come back,
2: your best audio of the day.
1: T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours.
0: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order, additional term supply.
2: Johnny Damon getting hammered if <laughs> the Celtics lose? It's the DA show on CBS Sports Radio.
6: Granger.
1: CBS presents this program in color. An educated person can't think he's going to get a recruit by uh, strippers coming in. They can fire you, but they can't eat you. And they run through our ass like through a tin horn, man, and we could not stop
5: them. The audio you need to hear. It's DA Soundcheck. All
2: right, cut number one, Deshaun Watson. By the way, folks, I don't know if you know this. We are now
6: today, 99 days away from the first NFL game. I do know that because I saw somebody tweet yesterday that it was 100 days. 100. 100 days. 99. So we don't want to wish the summer away, but it's going to get here quickly. This feels like John Rothstein, our good buddy, who's tweeting the countdown to college basketball opening day when we're just beginning the football season. Yeah, I agree. This feels out of place, but I understand why we're doing it. I'm not a rush ahead of summer guy. I will also say this. Except you've already declared it summer, and it's not summer yet. I mean, ah. it is now post memorial, but last week, you'll get summertime I always, after my, look, my
2: birthday. My birthday's May 13th. I've already, yeah. always planted the flag that that begins summer for me. Right. Um, So before, I don't
6: rush summer except for that part, six
2: be- weeks early. Before we play this clip, <laughs> the you could look at it as 100 days. Here's an interesting tidbit for you. Does the Super Bowl feel like a long time ago or not a long time ago? Remember, we did Radio Faux Week and all of
6: that. Um, last Friday feels like a long time ago for me. So yes, the Super Bowl feels like a long time ago. Billy, Super Bowl, long time ago, not a long time ago.
2: Yes, it's yes, a long time ago. Kevin Wall,
5: February twelfth, thirteenth, whatever it is. Yeah, three and a half months. All right, long then, time ago. Then
2: you guys have nothing to worry about because here's your factoid of the day: On Sunday, was exactly fifteen weeks since the Super Bowl and exactly fifteen weeks until the first Sunday of the NFL. Whoa. So, if that felt like a long time ago, you have a long time to go. Okay, good. To the next one. You're exactly at that halfway point of the Super Bowl and the next season. All right. But Deshaun Watson, what are his thoughts 100 days out on the football
3: season? Man, D.Hawk, we just naturally talk. We've been talking since, you know, the Houston days. And then also whenever he left for Arizona, we were always talking. So, you know, he's always been a brother of mine since I was coming out of high school. Our connection, our relationship has always been great. Uh, And I know it's a lot of things swirling around in the media of, you know, him possibly coming to Cleveland. And, you know, for me, my answer to that is, of course, we would love to have him. He knows that. Um, We had a lot of connections, but, you know, that's kind of out of my (laughs) range of things of kind of coordinating things. So all I can do is, you know, make a call and and see what happens let AB do the rest.
2: That's an interesting spot for DeAndre Hopkins. He did have a, a good rapport, if you will, with Deshaun Watson. They have a Maury Cooper there as well. I think, Bogues, you can make a case that the Cleveland Browns are the biggest WTF who-knows team heading into the 2023 season. It's almost as if we publicly accept that the Browns won't be very good because they weren't very good last year when the reality is... You know, Deshaun Watson's paid a ton of money. He now no longer has the excuse of not playing for a while as far as Russ being shaken off. And he was paid, and we all thought at one point he was one of the elite quarterbacks in the NFL. I I mean, I look up at that. Why can't the Browns make the playoffs? And if you think the Browns can make the playoffs, they have a really good defense. It's because you don't think Watson's very
6: good anymore. There was Deshaun Watson fatigue, I think. People didn't want yeah. to also be nice to him and them yeah. coming off of everything that was attached to him. And we move on quickly. So I feel like now we've like forgotten that they kind of let us down last year. We've moved most a lot of people have moved off of whatever Deshaun Watson angst and reservations right. they've had. And you're right. I mean, when you when you look at this roster, a quality offensive line, the possibility of a high-end quarterback, Nick Chubbs as good as any running back in the NFL. Yeah. Zadarius Smith is new with Miles Garrett, Denzel Ward in the back end, Grant Delpit can play as well. It's a really deep team. And and then Hopkins, you throw that in the mix, makes them that much better, gives them that much more potential on offense. Yeah. And I think this division and the AFC East might be the two best in football. I because they each I have agree. four, well, three and a half good teams in them. We're gonna count the Patriots eh. politely at the bottom of the AFC yeah. East. Eh. But you're right. I mean, this team is good to begin with. You throw Hopkins in there and you wanna put them near the top of that. Yeah, you have a C North. Like can you get that far? <sighs> but that's the thing. I, that's why they're a big WTF. They're not the Bengals.
2: I kind of sneakily, maybe not so sneakily, really like the Steelers this year. I'm, I'm really intrigued by Kenny Pickett, year number two. But if Deshaun Watson is still able to be a top seven quarterback in the NFL, then why would I so quickly dismiss the Cleveland Browns?
6: I, I don't think he can. Yeah, um,
2: I, I think they're, maybe the Broncos are the next notch under them as far as I really don't know what to expect. But the Browns, I think, are at the top of the list in the NFL
6: Let's do some baseball here in New York. Last night, the Mets got a two nothing win over the Phillies. Kodai Senga was great. At one point, though, he got a visit at the mound from Francisco Lindor. Here's the Mets stuff with the explanation on SNY. Did
0: you tell Senga when you had that meeting on the mound with him? I think it was during the shortstop
3: at that Um, we were just trying to figure out what the pitch count was was um saying, and if we can hear or not, and then. Um, there's not much I can say because he doesn't really understand what I'm saying. <laughs> um, and I don't understand what he says. So um, pretty much this, the whole thing was to get him to get back in, in track, make sure the pitch count works, and to finish the at-bat.
6: <laughs> so the Mets last night had a, a pitcher who's from Japan. Yes. Their young catcher for school, Alvarez, who doesn't speak a lot of English, English. himself. Yeah. So and then Lindor comes in bilingual but not Japanese. Not not and, either of the buys he needed right. to be. And they're just looking at buttons, pressing buttons, thumbs up, thumbs down, raising eyebrows, and it somehow all worked. Yeah, well, good. He finally had a good start. Now if only he could pitch every five days. Well he pitches well at home. That seems to be the that seems to be the issue here is those games not at City Field. He likes home. This home. Yeah. Was that a pun? I'm like I'm not, my toes now. Is that supposed to be funny or a tubo? No no, 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 I mean no, he just likes pitching it all. Oh, all right, you had that was your pun delivery.
2: Was it? I didn't do a it long one like up it there. Felt it to me, yeah. Okay. All right, last but not least, a guy who actually knows about winning in New York, Johnny Damon, tweets out a video wishing the Celtics good luck. The problem is it was 20 minutes after the Heat had already won. Everybody, Johnny Damon here, the only team that has come back from a 3-0 deficit. I want to wish
7: everybody a happy Memorial Day and thank you for all our military for keeping our country the best in the world thank you so much and let's see what the Celtics can do i mean a three-year-old deficit is very hard
3: to come back from and they have a chance to do it tonight may the best team win all my best and uh this was the greatest comeback of all time let's see what happens tonight
2: all right so <laughs> before a full-blown laugh it should be acknowledged that johnny damon has had some speech uh, I want to say impediment issues, if I'm not mistaken, in his life.
6: He's also had some
2: partying issues I as was well. going to be my next step yeah. spot. So choose your lane on what you think this more so is. He, I think, was enjoying Memorial Day weekend. That was the vibe I got. He's showing off the ring outside, basically on the wiffle ball field. He's hemmed. Now, I don't love the idea that he's going to a Boston there. I consider him more a Yankee at this point in his
6: life. That but, seems convenient. I mean, I I mean we're coming off the fact that he's hitting the grand slam that ends the greatest comeback but of all time for the he, red sox at yankee stadium he's a
2: hero with the two stolen bases in the 2009 world series uh, on the we'll, same play we'll always have those. and that is the most recent championship run he's had but boy was he tanked up there boy was he tanked up and, and by bo- the way somebody let him you know what happened i bet he probably went to tweet out the video and it didn't load right away and then loaded into the game and it was whatever
6: now, it also needs to be pointed out that this is Kevin Wall's gift to us. He was so excited to find this, to share it with us. Can now wait for this to be in sound check. Then he shows up this morning only to find that Johnny Damon had deleted the video No, That's true. So now Wall's angry on a wild goose chase, asking everybody if they've already recorded it. Does it exist no. anywhere? Then he finds it and you'd think he just found a winning lotto ticket.
2: A while, while, I'm wow,
5: gonna, I, listen, I think it's share. hysterical. You know what this reminded me of? And no. I lived this from from experience last week. I had I was at a wedding. My friend got married. My ex-girlfriend was the maid of honor. And if I had a couple too many drinks, you know, I'm thinking about the, the glory days, the past, like, oh, I love you, you know. For you, not her. You're saying things that you would regret right away. That's exactly what Johnny Damon did. And the thing was, it was tweeted three hours at,
2: after tip-off. <laughs> after. <laughs> Now you now you sound like Johnny Damon. <laughs> I, I agree. Well, um, can I can I give you a little credit here? Sure. And we can lower the sound check bed. And Billy, Billy, Billy is a, like, uh, anybody watch Game of Thrones? Yeah. Okay. You remember the guy who lives in the tree, the three-eyed raven before Bran takes over? <laughs> yes. Billy Jocalone is the three-eyed raven of CBS Sports Radio. He sits from his perch in the newsroom and he observes everything. He watches everything, yeah. and he's got a thought on everything. He watches the world go by. But do you see the future, Billy? Uh, he can, I think, sometimes. I don't know. I I say stuff. I say plenty of stuff. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know when, where this is coming from.
6: This, this is a far this, more complimentary. This um, is about to be
2: really complimentary. Oh, to it Billy. is.
6: Yeah. Jeez, uh, <laughs> I'm sorry if that setup didn't help. <laughs> I would have put you in the Shire if we're going to put you in some kind be, of sci-fi Philly, movie. This
2: is why. You don't, he doesn't have to name names. Mm-hmm. But while going on a wild goose chase to land us a very funny sound check. Is it fair to say that that's more work than many put in the building to try to find something to make a show better behind the scenes? I think that's a good amount of effort, though. I, because well, I, but we have to applaud it because it doesn't happen often enough.
6: Of course. No, it does not. And by the way, including for me. Well, all right, fine. Thanks for adding that. But before that, why were you randomly taking a shot at people? Just be nice to Kevin Wall for finding it. I was. I was you giving Wall credit. You, but then you're by, by putting Billy on the spot to say that the other guys don't do their job around here. Because Billy's the three-eyed raven. He knows. He
2: knows. You know, you know what it is? I, I did. I'm not a Game of Thrones guy. Like, you don't I'm get not, what I mean. I, so I didn't see it. I'm not into, like, the wizard stuff. So I, I, didn't, I didn't know what was Just coming Just the Washington here. wizards. Not the... <laughs> Just that. That's fair. You're the three-eyed raven. Listeners out there got it. All right. Now, a guy who's dressed up like the Yankee hat logo, Chris lapresti here. Chris. Love in, this shirt. He's in Stars and Stripes. Yeah. Which is nice. It's a nice shirt. Yeah. But it's a typical Memorial Day, Fourth of July shirt. It almost looks like it's just been laying on your couch since Monday, and you threw it back on for a Wednesday.
7: Uh, it's fresh out of the wash. Did not wear it over Memorial Day weekend. It was uh, buried in the hamper from a couple of weeks ago when I played a uh, round of golf. So wow. I figured might okay. as well extend Memorial Day weekend here. I wasn't around these parts for the holiday. There's never a bad time to be patriotic. That's the way I see it.
2: Now, you're somebody that works a lot. Yeah. But let me ask you, under a normal circumstance, would you rather have the Friday off or the Monday off on a holiday weekend?
7: I'll take the Monday off. 100%. We're all in lockstep.
2: We're in mm-hmm. lockstep. Now that, guess what? It's already Wednesday. It's already Wednesday.
7: problem is I didn't have either off. <laughs> wow. Well.
2: You're here now. Yes, I am.
7: <laughs> All right. What do you Yes, mean? I am. And I'm sponsored by Progressive Insurance. Progressive can protect your home, auto, boat, motorcycle, ATV, RV, and more. In short, that's a lot of things. Bundled today at progressive.com. Bob Myers, out as president and GM of the Warriors. After 12 years, he announced yesterday that he is indeed stepping down. For
3: any professional, general manager, or coach requires complete engagement, complete effort, 1,000%. Um, and if you can't do it, then you shouldn't do it. And so that's, that's the answer to the question of why. Just can't commit the way
7: he feels he needs to. His contract expires at the end of June, and he said he turned down a stake in ownership and increased pay. So not about the money. Warriors majority owner Joe LaCobb in a bit of denial about the whole thing. He said, quote, I'm not going to sit here and tell you I understand it because I don't. And he then added this. We're going to miss him incredibly. And um, I'm, I wish him the success all the success in the world and whatever he decides to do and who knows maybe he'll be back with us at some point in the future I'm not going to give up that easily
2: you're going to kill me and I'm not trying to throw you under the bus Uh huh. am I nuts or is it Lakab or is it Lakob I thought it was Lakob
6: I thought it was Lakab. really yeah
7: huh I, I was like... going
6: to be a gentleman though and ask you about it in the break I was interesting. not interesting yeah. I was going to no but now I, I don't I like
7: anytime I've heard his name it was Lakob okay Lakeb, fine great corn on Lakob so all day yesterday as I was saying it incorrectly elsewhere no one Corrected me.
2: So maybe I'm a good friend then. Maybe you are. But I shouldn't have done it on the air, right?
6: No, I'm I'm glad you did, actually.
2: Because now I'm wondering if I got it wrong. Hmm.
6: Hmm. Hmm. How about that? Kevin Wall, what do you think? Hey, you know, Bill, Billy, what do you think is the three-eyed raven? Is it Joe <laughs> Lacob or Lacob? <laughs> Lacob.
2: Okay. Wait, it is. I'm going to say Joe Lacob. Wow. I trust Billy's NBA intellect. Because if he doesn't know the NBA, know.
7: I'm a big pronunciation guy, too. I get on people. So I got to take a major right. L on that one. No, because if, if
2: you're saying it right, then we're saying it wrong. Well, so somebody I, in the show figure it out.
7: Listen, it's three against one already. So yeah. if Kevin wants to make it four, then I think Yeah, that's,
5: I'm team Billy on this one, too. Well, you're
7: team everyone, not me, is what you are.
2: I I apologize.
5: No, no you right? don't
7: need to apologize. I'm wow, the one that, that should sucks. be apologizing. That means, that
2: means Chris did updates old. That. That's embarrassing. Yeah, yeah that is. He's mad at
7: him. That is. Almost as embarrassing as his shirt. What's embarrassing about the shirt, honestly? <laughs> There's actually
2: nothing. I like this right, shirt. Right, exactly. You look better than I do today.
7: I got that. Um, You know when I wore this at uh, a bachelor party of our good buddy out in Las Vegas? Oh. And people were like, what is this, a July 4th barbecue? And I'm like, I didn't realize there was a bad time to wear a patriotic American shirt. It's a good point, Chris. What are That's we doing here?
6: It's a good point. Right? You're right. Was that part of your flag and anthem makeover? It was the... not, okay.
7: no. No. Hmm. I hmm. like this shirt a lot better than... You know what? Oh boy!
6: Uh, I'm gonna just oh I'm not gonna
7: finish that sentence. Look out! Anyway, did you catch where uh, Joe Lacob also was uh, after he said, oh, "I'm not," you know, he, I'm gonna make uh, Bob Myers work till the end of his contract and get as much out of him as I can. And Bob Myers basically, the look on his face suggested yeah. he had no idea. Looked at his wife and basically well, shrugged his shoulders. I, I didn't agree to any of that.
6: Well, that's
2: also code for if we make you work towards the end, of the, then nobody's gonna hire you this year.
7: I suppose that would be part of it as well.
6: At least he had through the draft. Yeah, exactly.
7: Yes, he did say that through the draft for sure. To baseball now, Aaron Judge did it yet again last night in Seattle.
5: Judge
6: lifts this one deep
5: to left field. Backing up on it is Pollock. He's near the warning track. He's at the wall. He leaps, and it's gone! A home run! Aaron Judge, for the second night in a row, leaves the ballpark. That's three home runs in two
2: games for the captain.
7: Justin Shackle on the WFAN Yankees Radio Network. Awesome,
2: awesome on Yankees play-by-play.
7: Well, he's had uh, quite a few games in a row now to build up a rhythm.
2: Awesome. I'm all in.
7: Part of a 10-2 stomping of the
2: Mariners in
7: Seattle. That's his 18th homer in his 46th game, which matches the pace he set in his record-breaking 2022 season. That's a little misleading, though, because he did have a stint on the IL already, and the Yankees just finished their 57th game. Did I do something wrong again now? No, not at all. Okay, very Ignore good. Us. Uh, other notables from last night, Dodgers dumped the Nationals 9-3. to Freddie Freeman 4-5 for five with a homer to extend his hitting streak to 19 games. The A's topped the Braves 2-1, to scored the winning run on an Atlanta fielding error for only their second instance of back-to-back wins this season. Got a little uh, behind-the-scenes audio of Mark Kotze pregame addressing his club uh, in the clubhouse.
3: We won a game yesterday. <laughs> we win one today. That's two in a row. We win one tomorrow. That's called a winning streak. It
1: has happened before. So let's see some hustle. Let's jack it up a little. I got a feeling things are about to turn around for us. Watch out for those 12 and
6: 45 (laughs) employees. Well, let me ask you guys this. The other day on on TV here in New York, Gary Cohen and Howie Rose, the TV and radio voices of the Mets, who are lifelong Mets fans, diehard Mets fans, Gary was sharing a conversation he had off air with Howie because the 62 Mets right now have the record for the worst record ever. And they both agree that they want the A's to be better than that team (laughs) because they somehow, they want to keep that mark for themselves. They don't want the 62 Mets to lose any luster. I like that. I think so, too. Yeah. If it's, you're not going to win everything, I'd rather be known for being the worst at
2: something. And that right. was their first season in existence, correct? That, yeah, so that's why. There's I, some charm to that, I Exactly. Think. Yeah. And
6: then seven years later, they win a World Series. Yeah.
2: yeah no, I, I'm with that. I, I want to be known as part, being part of the worst thing ever. Absolutely. I try it every morning. If you're not first, you're last. Exactly. There
7: you go. Elsewhere, Kodai Senga, seven innings of one-hit ball, nine strikeouts. Mets blank the Phillies, two to nothing. And Jose Barrero's seventh-inning grand slam helped the Reds hold off the Red Sox, nine to eight, after Boston rallied for five in the ninth. But they have now dropped six out of eight. How about Bengals wideout? Tyler Boyd feeling himself a bit yesterday. He believes he was the missing factor that kept his team from making back-to-back Super Bowl appearances. Whoa. You'll recall he injured his thigh early in the AFC title game, loss to the Chiefs, and could not finish since he ended up losing by 3 and now boyd says quote still to this day i feel like i would have played the whole game i was the key factor we would have won the game wow boyd meets world <laughs> <laughs> tuba i don't know if that was the pun voice but i it was something i thought that was good
6: yeah not that bad. smile, that you-know-what-eating smile is oh, yeah. the pun right. smile, yeah.
7: Yes, just kind of let that dangle
2: out there
6: for mm-hmm. us to... So there was a show when we were younger called Boy Meets World. Yeah, oh, no, World. I'm familiar oh, with the show. Thank you. Okay. Yes. Oh, you're creative.
2: <laughs> yeah. I'm tipangling and angle.
6: Oh, Nope, that one doesn't work. God.
7: You love you love the play on words. You really do. I know, I Especially do. Especially in the sports minutes I've, uh, I've picked up on that. <laughs>
2: You do it in sports Oh, too? my God. Oh. That's where I workshop most of my material. Yeah.
7: <laughs> last thing here. The NHL coaching carousel continues to turn. Nashville fired John Hines, reportedly going with Andrew Burnett as his replacement. He spent this past season on the Devils staff after serving as Panthers interim head coach last season, helping them capture the president's trophy. Uh, I would
2: have thought they would have hired a blonde.
7: Oh, boy. You should have stuck with the boy. Just the, the boy meets world, and that's it for this hour. One per one per update segment. Right. How's that?
2: All right. I'll, that's not a good... That's not a bad plan.
7: Yeah. Okay. So work on something better than the brunette blonde for next Can I just bring hour. up that
2: Bogus doesn't want
6: to admit that he liked that one? Is that why he's not making eye I, contact with I don't with like him? any of them anymore <laughs> because there's so many of them. If you get to one an hour like Cilo just suggested, then they yeah. might be able to enjoy that. All right. CeeLo, you might have actually came up with a good plan.
7: Yeah. You for you you went too far. You okay. You got a little too aggressive.
6: All right, that's you where we're gonna go. More than you can mm. chew. That's where we're gonna go. Yeah. All right, we come back. If I made you the tease, when we come back, good tweet, bad tweet, oh. and whatever Sean wants to do, it's gonna we'll be a that. good day here on CBS Sports
2: Radio. It's Mraz. It's Bogus here. A beautiful, beautiful Wednesday, Bogues. We still have Champ and Chump coming up a little bit later on this hour. Next hour, Stun to a News, and I can tell you, Chris Lepresti stewing out in the newsroom has a heck of a Stun to a News for. Does he? Us. It was a story I think I wanted to talk about regardless of Stunned to a News. So we're going to bring it to you in Stunned to a News.
6: And on this note, I should thank. I, I have been more than usual overrun by stunned suggestions from the listeners. So I appreciate all you guys sending them to me. I've started to hand them out to everybody who's doing my job while you and I are sitting here. So, or I'm going to have them all to myself when I get back in the update share next Tuesday. So, nice. if you're waiting to hear your stunned suggestion, <laughs> we've got a backlog. So, it's coming at some point. It's coming, baby. It's coming. Um, our poll question
2: of the day is a very longly worded, and that's my fault because I worded it that way poll question. Essentially, the premise is this if you get hired by a job and your company offers the entire company uh, a selection of free tickets to an event, should you feel comfortable enough asking, For them. Immediate in the like the first week or first week employment. Or re-employment. Yeah. So the backstory on that is Kevin Walls returned to CBS Sports Radio. Bon Jovi's biggest fan. That's right. And he is here and he already has attended a free event from our company in the first week. He was back.
6: Did you do a Bon Jovi song recently in Canadian Bacon? Shot through the Reinhardt, and you're too late. You gave goals a bad
2: name. Girls, what's my weakness? Goals. goals. Canadian Bacon, by the way, not returning
6: until Monday morning. Yeah, and then again, a bonus day of prep for whoever's gonna do it on Monday.
2: Bonus. All right. Yesterday, Bogues, I had an on air idea. You know what we say? We're ideas guys around here. You in particular. Yeah. No, you had an idea last hour. The one. Whatever it was. I already forgot what it was. <laughs> but it was an idea.
6: A good tweet, bad tweet. And then Wall just destroyed it. Yeah. I'm a Stupid Schwartz. Schwartz.
2: Wall will learn the games again. <laughs> welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Yeah. Did Wh- I do that one well?
6: Oh!
2: I did it! Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Okay. <laughs> Derek White hits that buzzer beater on Saturday almost incredibly and first, before we talk about it, Bogus, you showed me there was a wedding video. Yes. Out. Okay? Explain this wedding video. And by the way, maybe if we find it, I'll, I'll
6: retweet it at CBS. You can play along at home. I definitely retweeted this. it. You so retweeted I, it. Okay. Yeah. So it's it's a f- nice, fancy wedding, and there's a bunch of dudes in their tuxes sitting around a, a fancy table at a reception hall, and they're wa- like good guys would. They're watching the end of... Of the heat game of game six on their phones, and they're sitting and they and they're standing and they watch Marcus Smarts three go in the air, and as it rims out, they go nuts. Everyone's singing and dancing somehow, the wedding already, I guess because they're they' they're heat super fans. The wedding had a heat, heat flag. flag. So there's a person running with the heat, flag. like you would see if you go to an NBA game. The court, like right. Every week, commercials. Yeah, the heat, like yeah, the Heat arena crew is at this wedding. They've got like a smoke gun. They're shooting off. They're going bonkers. We won. Let's go, Heat! And then the last frame of the video is the guy, the one guy who is still looking at the phone, and his face is broken because he now knows that Derek White had the putback, and this entire celebration was completely a waste of time. Insane.
2: So people thought this was fake. I don't think it's fake at all first of all to get a whole wedding to act it would just be the incredible amount of
6: finances you would need to pull off that yeah the idea was that they like went back and and like redid this but that entails every like they were there was a wedding and they decided to be funny after the fact but that's a lot of pre planning right. Right, and you would be, by the way, if you're at a wedding filming a guy watching and seeing a celebration. Yeah, like, of course, thinking they're going win, right. to win the East and get back to the finals. You'd be filming this, the potential celebration. And I'm going to
2: hammer this point
6: home. You, this happened when I argued with the fans in
2: San Diego over the Final Four Padres thing. It happened when I made the case about Christmas Day football being stupid. I keep getting this thrown in my face whenever I have a problem with the way games air or you know, t- double-tasking you know, it's so easy to stream and watch a game on your phone these days. You really have no excuse. Just watch it at the dinner table, like done on the phone. This is exactly my point. Guys, when you're watching a game on a two-inch screen on your phone, it is not the same as sitting down and watching on TV. It's not. And these guys... Because they're sitting there where they leaned up against a water cup or a champagne flute at a wedding. This thing crashed down. They're barely squinting at the screen. They can't see so clearly that there was a follow-up, and they don't have game sound on because the DJ's blaring. So, of course, you missed the hold on, wait a minute, Derek White's hit it in. So stop telling me it is so easy. to Now, it's great to have that as a companion in emergencies. Last year, I was at a wedding during a Ranger-Carolina playoff game that I did not want to be at. Guess what? I was on the dance floor watching the game. But don't tell me I had the same experience watching the game. I would have much rather been watching the game at home. All right. I say this to say that's an incredible moment. These people at the wedding will always remember this moment. But we brought up yesterday, now that the Celtics didn't really lose game seven, Derek White hits a buzzer beater in game six. It felt like the biggest deal in the world. It felt I saw tweets from people in Boston saying Derek White will have a statue outside of TD Garden. A statue. <laughs> A statue? Think about the legends the Celtics have had play there. Hey, Bill Russell, Larry Bird, Derek White's going to have a statue? And it brought up the point. Is anybody going to remember that he had this buzzer beat? And we debated big moments in sports. We brought up the curse catch in that Super Bowl with the Seahawks. We, you brought up Andy Chavez. New York, that's a big one because yeah. the Mets have this amazing catch. They end up losing Game 7 of the NLCS. And it's something, anytime a sports moment happens in New York like this, we bring up Andy Chavez. But I think curse is a better one because everybody remembers that Super Bowl. And there's other moments in history where this has happened. And Derek White is just another log on that fire. Nobody is going to remember it. At least that was my belief. And yesterday, the conversation continued on CBS Sports Radio. Robert Ory. Stu Kovacs was able to book Robert Ory in the Big middle of running Bob? the stream and the board. So we alluded to yesterday. He gets Big Shot Bob on. And Big Shot Bob is ass by Emmett P, Maggie, and Perloff about how that Derek White shot will be remembered. Derek White's buzzer beater game six. Is this like an all-timer, or how are we going to remember it because ultimately the Celtics lost the series?
3: Dad, you just said it. <laughs> when you lose the series, it don't really mean much because it was for nothing. Even though it was a great play by him, but unfortunately they lost the series, so it won't be remembered it, 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 because the way, especially against an eight seed, an eight seed, knocking off your two seed. So there's so many things that go to downplay that shot. So I, I hate it for him, but they're not going to remember it.
2: He's right. Yeah. And that's the guy who's hit a lot of big shots, won titles. He's right. It feels because we're still a less than a week removed from where we all sat on Saturday night, Memorial Day weekend when the jaws dropped going, oh my goodness, the Celtics
6: once down 3-0. And... So,
2: oh, no, I can't even finish my thought.
6: As, was, as Robert Ory's talking, I go, you know what? I haven't seen the Jermaine Curse catch in a while. So I Google it, I pull it up, NFL.com, top 10 catches of all time. It's number six. They play the highlight. And guess who's the first talking head to break it down? Damon Amendola, DA on the
2: NFL top 10. So it's the number six greatest catch in NFL history, according to NFL Network. Yep. Okay, so there you go, and that moment didn't matter because nope. all that game's remembered for is not Kers catching the ball. It's Butler picking it off because they didn't run with Marshawn. Yep, That's exactly what happened here. Derek White won't be remembered. We'll remember that the Celtics no-showed in Game 7. In fact, in fact, I think there's a really good chance we forget when thinking about the Celtics getting blown out and home at Game 7, and you talk about the Celtic era, Tatum, Brown, Okay, everything that's gone into it, there is a good chance we remember them being blown out in Game Seven at home and forget that they got it back to a Game Seven by originally being down 3-0 in the series.
6: Yeah, it's like well, it's like the the butterfly effect, right? They for for Derek White's shot to live for forever. Yeah, I actually think they had to win the whole thing, not just have won Game Seven to get to the finals. Yes, they'd have to win the title. So that that shot could be this is what got them to the title. So even if they had won game seven then lost to the nuggets, it would have taken a significant hit in people's memories and that's so it's 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 got nothing left now yeah and no. if the Nuggets win, you're just gonna go nuggets beat the heat and that's it. now if Miami wins the story of Miami winning the whole thing, maybe breathe a little more life into the Derek White shot because it's part of Miami's they almost... They survived it. Right, almost blowing the 3-0 lead in the okay. conference final, and then they upset the Nuggets as one of the greatest all-time postseason runs. The okay. White shot stays with some cachet in that conversation, but if the Nuggets win this series, only Derek White will remember that shot. You're probably right. You're probably right. And I think there's certain things that
2: are different, right? I think that... It hap- I think the game itself in football has to end. Up, like, the curse play happens and the team loses the game. I think in basketball, it's about losing the series. You know what I mean? Like, football-wise, for instance, Andrew Luck orchestrates that amazing comeback. Or the Bills with Frank Reich have that amazing comeback. Um, the Niners, the Trey Junking, the amazing comeback. Mm. None of those teams who had those amazing playoff comebacks won Super Bowls. But I don't think it minimizes those moments because they won an individual playoff game in a sport that's one and done. Is that fair? Yeah, right, yes. Like, those moments will live on forever even though those teams didn't get championships. So yeah,
6: because it I, is like winning the series. Right. and one NFL right. game. So the idea that they lost
2: the actual series that this white moment happened in I think makes a huge difference. Like, for instance, um, I'll give you a Yankee one. 2001 World Series, Mr. November. Derek Jeter hits the home run. The team wins mm-hmm. the game. They lose the series. Who cares about that moment
6: now? Now I know there was extra, you know, stuff around that. New York feeling good. Nine eleven. Well, also like what we said yesterday, Derek White is not Derek Jeter. So like in Jeter, when you're talking, is an all timer Obviously, right? His story is going to be told, and that will be part of it. Those home runs, with the caveat of, oh, well, I actually didn't win that one. Like Derek White's not going to be a historical NBA player. No on his own, outside of that shot where you know oh remember Derek White, Oh remember game six in the conference right. So there's just there's not gonna be a need to talk about, I think unfortunately for him, Derek White in general and then specifically the game six putback and that and that is its core. That's why I just find that moment so amazing
2: because I mean, I like you don't want to do Twitter as the end all be-all, but you know, that's kind of like the world's great chat room, right? I mean, Saturday night, I get home. We had a nice little, you know, family out and get the kids to bed. I was home in time for the second half of that game. I was listening to the first half of the ride home on the radio. Sitting down and watching that game, I was by myself. And I I just, I sat there almost stunned for 10 minutes at what I had seen. And to think about living in that moment, and I'm not even a Celtic fan or a Heat fan, just a sports fan. I, it felt like the NBA world was locked in even on a holiday weekend. To think
6: about that moment being meaningless now just a couple days later is kind of wild. I just find that, that wild to me. Right. I mean, and in the immediate aftermath, I mean, I, I thought instantly, like, don't even play game seven. The Heat are not coming back from yeah. this. I
2: thought pretty quickly he Heat would be okay and win, and I definitely thought that by Sunday morning, but you're right. I mean, that that's a collective thought everybody had, which yeah. was... I mean, that's an unbelievable... You could even make the case people thought the Celtics would now go beat Denver. Like, that was going right. to be the moment that lived forever in Celtic lore.
6: At the very least, that seemed like the conference finals winning shot. Yeah. Because it was going to lead to a Game 7 that couldn't have matched that, and that moment would have been where the series was decided. But apparently, it, it was just in the wrong direction because the Heat had the perfect reaction to it.
2: One too many oopsies tweets in books at CBS. The Derek White buzzer beater is just like the Jay Crowder buzzer beater for the Suns. no one remembers it. And I could tell you, I don't remember the Jay Crowder buzzer, but when was that? Right. Was that the year they made the finals? Was that this year? I don't remember any of this.
6: I mean, it had to be the finals year because oh, right. it was, otherwise yeah. it wouldn't it wouldn't matter at all. It wouldn't be worth remembering. It had to be that, that year, but I don't remember any specifics about it. I don't it. either. So one too many oopsies is right. Yeah. Clearly that was a big deal to Suns fans. Leaving here yesterday, because as you mentioned with the Andy Chavez catch, I feel like this conversation immediately takes you to like the worst case moments or even the best case for your team's. And the Tyree and the Manningham catches popped into my head. Yeah. That thank God neither one of those losses is on this list. Yes. Yeah, they're unbelievable. Like imagine if the Tyree catch put the Giants got the Giants ahead and then they gave up points and lost to the Patriots. I, I think it would be forgotten like the curse play. Yeah. Instead, it's
2: maybe the greatest Super Bowl catch right up there with Santonio Holmes of all time. Mm-hmm. And the Manninghams right there, which is unbelievable from Giant fan point of view. They probably have. Two of the top five Super Bowl catches of all time.
6: Although I still think the Eli throw to Manningham is a totally. better part of the play. Totally. But
2: you know how it, it's yeah. gonna get graded down. The dragging of the feet and everything, those two Super Bowls is unbelievably epic. Yeah, that's that's sports, and that's why we do what we do, right? We we talk about the moments. It was nice to talk about with Bogish. We had moments. DJ Tommy <laughs> D tweets in. Can I ask DA a couple questions at nine a.m.? First off, congratulations are in order. Second, who out of all the listeners would be the perfect babysitter? And out of curiosity, does the baby already have a full set of teeth? DA becomes daddy mm. DA. Uh, I could tell you there's no way the baby has a full set of teeth because that takes a little bit. I was looking at my daughter Peyton yesterday. He was a year and a half old, and I'm I'm not convinced
6: all her teeth are ever going to grow.
2: Ever? I mean, she's got like a missing middle part. It's like, eh, I don't know what's going They're on. They're
6: all there. over the place. There's nothing consistent. Yeah. There's doesn't go in a straight line. You know that. But a listener to be a good babysitter? I think Carla with a K would come oh, off of yesterday's a call. a good one.
2: Mariana, I think, would be a good one. Adriana would be a good one.
6: Mm-hmm.
2: No, I, I mean, we haven't this, m-
6: named a man yet. I know. I was going to say,
2: maybe this is very sexist. The first people that come to mind, I just don't trust the
6: men that listen to the show. <laughs> Tommy Topspin seems um, reliable. Let me tell you something about Tommy Topspin. Okay. First of all, I'll get to his tweet in a couple minutes.
2: Tommy Topspin felt like a troll on social media for a long time. He came to the Bob's Bar Show. Last year, yeah, one of the couple listeners that made the trip out, he could not have been any more a normal human being, and I say that in the like most complimentary way possible. Sure, does he root for the Celtics and Cowboys, two teams I hate, and, and he roots for the Mets. Sure, but well, that doesn't make him a bad person. He brought donuts, he hung out, and you could just tell, like having beers with him. Oh, this dude's just like yeah. He's a regular guy. Like if Tommy Topspin was my next door neighbor, I guarantee we would hang out all the time. That's right. I think that's a guy that could have that. Now, he also tweeted a picture earlier, Bogish, asking to grade his mulch job. Freshly mulched French gardens, front gardens, has it look? And homeowners out there, it looks fine. Here's the problem it's
6: brown mulch. I think you go black mulch or bust as a homeowner these days, don't you? What's the bogus? I've doing? never made the mulch decision myself, so I I gotta abstain from this conversation. Your wife does. Uh, I got a guy, and he just decides what he's going to bring over. Yeah, brown mulch. You know what? To be honest, I don't currently have mulch on my property. I like got around my house. Really? What do you do with your flower beds or whatever you got in there? So, I just have, like, topsoil. I don't have... There is no mold. There's well, no stinky something. mulch on my house. Front of your house. Yeah. You have, like,
2: hostas plants, a little tree, anything like that?
6: Uh, I like, have... how do you decorate
2: the front of your house?
6: Well, we have mostly grass. Okay. And then there's one little, like, underneath the front window, there's, like, I don't know, like, three or four bushes and then one tree. And in those bushes and trees, you don't pour mulch onto them? Uh, No. So the mulch also serves as very in-depth. It smells terribly, which so I would know ah, if we only, had only it. Only for the first day. But I, So I would know if we had it. It
2: serves a coating. It does make the flowers bloom a little nicer. It, it, it pretties up your property. But brown mulch, Tommy, come on. You can do better than that. You can do better than that. All right, and that's been your uh, homeowner hot take of the day. Thank God rest. you're here for that. All right, it's, it's me and Bogus. D.A. going to join us in a little, little less than two hours from right now. When we come back, though, should the Saints be using John Gruden to help Derek Carr? It's the DA show on CBS Sports Radio.
3: Only one letter separates them, but they're galaxies apart.
1: One is a true winner. One is a pathetic loser. This is DA's champ or chump. <laughs>
2: Oh boy, it's champ or chump time. My champ, and it was hit on earlier in the update. How about the A's? They've won two games in a row. They've gotten up to 12 wins on the year. And that's a winning streak, my friend. The Oakland A's who are just dealing with basically this exit strategy of getting out to Las Vegas. At least the players right now have a little spunk. And how about beating the Braves? A pretty damn good team. I'll take it. But a little embarrassing for the Braves to be losing games to the Oakland A's if you're a World Series contender. But simply put, the Oakland A's may be the worst team we've seen in forever. Guess what? Back-to-back wins for at least a week. I got to call you
6: a champ.
4: That's DA's champ.
6: I'll handle chump. Uh, it'll be close to home here. The New York Knicks. They're making their own GM change. I think Chris uh, Acillos mentioned this. Scott Perry is not coming back as GM, but the chump is the Knicks don't talk. Yeah. The Knicks and their and their brain trust, their front office have not had a press conference, I think going back like more than a full season. They just don't discuss anything. And that's not how this works. You need to answer questions, you need to explain things. I assume they'll have a conversation publicly about Scott Perry leaving when maybe they hire his replacement but they might not because they just seem to think that they don't have to answer anybody's questions. So, the Knicks, chumps. That's DA's chump.
2: Class is now dismissed. Ramona tweets in, and this is a really important tweet, I think, to the Fabric of the Show. Mraz, if you ever make it to New Orleans, don't make your brass band comment here. It's a big thing here. No second line parade for you. I agree with her. And this is where I kind of broad-brushed it. What I mean and what I picture about going to a a brass band festival is not like the fun, marching through the streets, playing the tuba-type brass band. It's like set up on a stage, the boring, ugh, here we
6: go with the tuba, the trombone. Not the party-style brass band. Do you understand the difference, Bogues? Well... Yeah, but you're assuming that this thing in Kentucky is not that. It's not the fun type, and you could be wrong. Maybe I am, and if I'm wrong, I'm wrong, and I'll deal with it.
2: But no, fun, br- I like a good marching band. Like, I like that. I just don't like, ugh, orchestras, all that stuff set up on stage. We get it. It's Trans-Siberian, Christmas time. Who needs to go see that? The DA Show continues next, CBS Sports Radio.
3: Yes, this is much as usual. Doing.
7: Speaking of which, let's, uh, let's forget the baseball because I, I, we need to get to this and I yeah. definitely need your take on this. So without further ado, let's get done.
0: I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me.
1: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today.
0: (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too.
2: doesn't take much to surprise this bouncing baby boy. This is honestly the most stunned I have ever been on the show to a news. The DA Show is stunned to a news. All uh, right,
7: so Robert De Niro and Al Pacino are best buddies, as you might know, and yeah. there's probably been some friendly spirited competition over the years, but this might be taking it to a new level. So we recently learned that the 79-year-old De Niro became a father for the seventh time welcoming uh. a child with his girlfriend. Uh, His oldest child, I believe, is in his late 40s now, so he has a baby less than a year old, Uh, and the 40-year-old is going on 50 soon enough. Quite the gap. Well, I guess Pacino didn't want to be left out. Just revealed, I believe, yesterday or last night, the 82-year-old is set to welcome his fourth child as his 29-year-old girlfriend, Nora Alfala, is reportedly eight months pregnant with what is believed to be her first child. While Pacino already has a 33-year-old oh, daughter and 22-year-old twins with the great Beverly D'Angelo. So this uh, Alfala and Pacino apparently started dating during the pandemic. Jeez. This was from the story. Pacino and Noor started seeing each other during the pandemic. She mostly dates very rich older men. Shocking development. She's been with Al for some time, and they get on very well. The age gap doesn't they seem to... get on very well? On. Oh, no, okay, they get on very Sorry. well. I think that's like a... A British or Australian thing. Like, they get along well. They get on very well. Uh, the age gap doesn't seem to be a problem, even though he is older than her father. Ugh. She moves with the wealthy oh, Jet Set crowd, and she comes from a family with money. Prior to her relationship with Pacino, follow was linked to Mick Jagger, whom she dated when he was 74 and she wow. was just 22, as well as some 60-year-old billionaire. So Creepy. The older thing has been established, but you've got 79-year-old De Niro... A dad once again, and now 82
2: year old Pacino
7: with an infant on the way.
2: Can I give her credit while knocking Al here? Sure. You can do whatever you want. It's your program. I give her credit because this is proof that she's not just sitting there giving him a massage or like cooking him dinner and or along for like some kind of payout when he keels over.
6: (laughs) To have a (laughs) payout when he keels over. How about the life she's living now? Do you know anything works? (laughs) <laughs> like you don't know how college works you what don't know do how teachers work she just got a kid now she's getting double payout when he croaks she just well, doubled down on, assuming she, it, she uh, sign a prenup, but the
7: point is
2: to have relations with an 82 year old wrinkly old man at 29 that's committing to this so a I give her a richer cra- future
6: she's full all in Here's my to issue a richer with- future when he's dead. Now, to be fair, before you go on,
7: I think in De Niro's case, some of his past show there was a surrogate involved. Okay. So I don't know. Like this well, woman is pregnant, but I don't. We we don't know about the conception. How's here's that? what
2: I'm going to say about Pacino. I get winded running around the stairs, and my kids want to play <laughs> monsters with me. I think that you're actually actually a bad job to the kid if you're willing to have one at 82 years old because I think 60s probably the fair cutoff. I think you need to give yourself a puncher's chance to see them into adulthood to feel like you've accomplished your duty as a father. Mm. Having a kid 82, I'm sorry, you can't tell me you care about being a father. I think
7: the trust fund maybe makes up for that.
6: Yeah, but you know what, though, you need. <laughs> come on, you, you try to at least you know put yourself in a position where you have a relationship with your kid. Right. You're finally getting one right. I think this is incredibly irresponsible, and I'd almost support a rule of like an actual age limit where you have to stop having kids. Right. You can't, you have to stop putting kids in the world. Right. Now the problem is she's chance. really young so she's entitled to make sure. that choice with her body. Right. Yes, and, and, and like their relationship I was I assume is, is legitimate but at 82 you're setting up your son or daughter to live the large majority of their life without one of their parents, yeah. Yeah. and that's a significant hurdle to overcome in your life. Like
7: him making it to the 10th birthday would be a right. win.
6: And I know none of us know what's going to happen <laughs> tomorrow. I get all that part, but like we also know at 82, there's not there's fewer tomorrows in theory than most yeah. people
2: have. Yeah. There's only so many times you could put on Pacino's, uh, you know, "The Life's a Game of Inches" speech to do the fatherhood thing for. Him. <laughs>
5: Yeah. But I mean, the for the side. love of God, this is absolutely disgusting, though. And just
6: eighty-two twenty-nine. Yeah. And <laughs> less judgment on that front. Just me. I can't fathom dating a rich 75-year-old woman. Like, I just, I don't see, I th- that, I, mean, I, I, I can never get that.
7: Unless it was, you know, for the obvious reasons where you had, like, an agreement no, and we kind of just. I,
6: I still think I would, I couldn't, I, I still think I wouldn't do that. I okay. probably could
2: turned down by a 79-year-old rich older woman. So what does that say about me?
6: <laughs> it's fair. <laughs>
2: right, right.
7: If she's dating younger, she's looking for someone that looks a little right. different than you.
2: Speaking of sticking it out to the bitter end, should you <laughs> stick it out to the bitter end of your team's elimination? It's in Mraz. A- it's bogus. DA it's a summer Wednesday here on the DA show. It's a day. It's it a might day. be
6: spring. It's another day.
2: Another day. Remember, you can listen to us free on the Odyssey app, SiriusXM XM 158, all of our wonderful affiliates. We will continue to be audio only. Shocking, I know, for a radio show this week as Kaplan takes some time off. Billy Jocklo and Kevin Wall with us, Pete the Body taking a little time off. And DA still taking some time off. Learning how to be a DA
6: daddy. A Daddy? I asked this to him a when D-80? he came on last week. I don't I there's no easy answer here. Yeah. It doesn't fit. So with that, and of course,
2: because we get a Game 7 where a team could have came back. We're about worst-case scenario. He's a da-da. A da-da. Yeah. A da-da. I yeah. like it. I love the da. I like it. If the Celtics had won Game 7, it would have been worst-case, it would have been another log to the fire of DA being out after big sporting events. <laughs> he survived that. But nonetheless, I've been told that we're in between diaper changes, and DA is with us on the DA show now.
4: Oh, Did you know? That these days, Mraz, you and I working the overnights, our first two years here at CBS Sports Radio has prepped me for this exact moment because I actually have pulled the overnight diaper and feeding shift here at Casa Amendo. I am getting up at 1 a.m., and I am taking little AJ up until about 5, 5.30 or so, and then... Giving it back to the Bourbon Bell, and then getting like a few hours sleep. So I just woke up from shift number two of sleeping. I'm getting total of like five to six hours a day, which I consider it kind of a win. So i oh. it's kind of like after hours
2: with DA around here. You're gonna be a real peach when you come back, boy. Who are you? <laughs> it's a couple months that that sleeping is gonna kill you. So before we get into any sports, how? I mean, we're almost a week later, right? How? We, or, or we are a week later. The evolution of you as a dad. Are we in a flow? Or are we in a rhythm?
4: Well, so I have so many thoughts in this. I mean, number one, again, I, I bow at the altar of you guys for having done this twice now in your lives. It is just, it's so harrowing in so many ways. <laughs> but what I've found as the evolution is when you're at the hospital the first couple of days, first couple of nights... They last forever. You're like, it can't only be 11 o'clock at night. It needs to be the morning. I need it to be the morning. We have to get out of here at some point in time. Like, time slows down to a molasses crawl. And then you get to a point about four days later when you can't believe how quickly days are going by because you got nothing done. You're like, wait a second. It's already 9 o'clock, and I have absolutely done nothing today. How could it be tomorrow already? So I'm, you know, I, I was texting with Bogish. It's just like the the play clock moves too fast. It's just you you're getting the play in at like nine seconds to go. You're getting to the line. You're like, there's only four seconds to snap the the ball. You're just like, I, I need more time here. We need more time. But no, we're, we're in a little bit more of a, a rhythm. And, uh, you know, I, I I just it's it's the most amazing thing ever on so many levels, but it it just messes with your entire equilibrium, doesn't it? Well, let me give you a little
6: light at the end of the tunnel here. When sweet little Andrew Jack sleeps through the night. <laughs> Don't ever say that.
4: For the, <laughs> for the first time. Ever, I, I can actually tell you that when we were going over middle names for Jay. <laughs> <laughs> I said, there's one. There's one name we will never, ever, 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 ever call this child. And it, we we can debate everything else, but there is one that will never happen. <laughs> and you, and that just came out of your mouth. So let's never say that ever. Again. <laughs>
3: but
6: the first time he sleeps through the night, and you therefore are not woken up at one a.m. by mayhem. Yeah, you'll then wake up. The sun will be up. You'll look at the clock. You'll go. It's five thirty-six a.m. And you will think that someone took him, or he got, or he learned to walk, oh, and he yeah. went out. It, oh, yeah. it is both simultaneously exhilarating because they did it, but then frightening because you're like what did I miss? <laughs> Where the last eight hours go? Is everybody here and accounted for? So yeah, hopefully that. that comes soon for you guys.
4: I, I could see that. Now, every day is a total gift. Every day is a blessing, no matter what. And uh, what one of the things I'm so impressed by is just the total comfort of going in your pants. This is what Meraz <laughs>
3: must feel like. You're welcome. It's just <laughs>
4: incredible. Newborns are like, something. He's perfectly quiet and still. It's 3 a.m. You know, I'm on my 14 bad movie of the of the day i'm (laughs) sifting through roku tv and i'm like what channel i didn't even know the popcorn flicks app oh if you're on the
6: actual roku channels you're scraping the bottom of the barrel i'm
4: telling you guys i have seen the worst of the worst and then you just see him and he's so peaceful and his eyes are closed and he's doing that little baby gurgle you're like oh man and you just hear (laughs) 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 whoa and you could just do that in the middle of your sleep that peacefully is so impressive it's just so incredibly Uh impressive
2: now i think about that's probably what prepped my wife to have the two kids (laughs) sleeping next to me making the same sounds uh with that i mean d.a look you're talking about bad movies did you get a chance to watch game seven i mean i know you're on basically no sleep tape
4: delay any thoughts on what transpired here with the celtics so I slept through the entire thing. I went to bed at sort about... of the Celtics. <laughs> yeah, I was on the Celtic sleep schedule. <laughs> uh, I went to bed at about eight thirty, nine o'clock that night, as I said, to prep <laughs> I for was the. On the Jalen Brown plan that night. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and so I I woke up at one a.m. and it had been over, and I clicked on the CBS Sports app and just saw. And so the, yesterday I caught up with some highlights and caught up reading about it. You know, when he was sleeping and whatnot. Um, but, you know, what's amazing is that I can't say I'm all that surprised throughout the entire thing. And again, I have watched very little sports since he came eight days ago. But I, through that series, I, I was just I was taken aback by through the series. It felt like the heat were always the the aggressors or kind of setting the pace for everything. I mean, even Game 6, where the Celtics had to survive, I know they had the lead, but they, they had to survive that final shot. It was like the Celtics kept getting just enough of a breath to extend this seemingly. I know that they won Game 5 and Game 6 easily, but I don't know. Once we got to Game 7, I said, I, it feels like, and uh, Miraz can, can vouch, we were texting about this. I was yep. like, they might have expended all of their energy just getting to Game 7. Yes. And the DNA of the Celtics is so poor. And whether it's Missoula, whether it's Jalen Brown, whether it's Tatum, whether it's the culture of the team, I just felt like that's not that surprising. The way that we had gotten to that point in time and, you know, the the Celtics themselves having done that in front of that fan base, I was not all that surprised that they kind of laid an egg because I just didn't ever kind of trust their guts or their heart in that situation.
2: Yeah, I mean, I I completely agree. And now the spin it forward, Jalen Brown, there's a lot of talk about maybe him getting moved. And DA, one thing that we have hammered home, maybe the only take you've supported me on, the Celtics remain ringless since that Tatum-Brown, the the Pierce-Garnett pick trade. This team only has one ring since 1986. They suddenly are starting to look like a little bit of an overrated franchise.
4: I think that the Celtics themselves are are constantly um victims is the wrong word but they are they are rewarded by being the Celtics in the public eye you know I was up there when they went to that second NBA finals with the Garnett crew in 2010 and that was the the vestiges of the ones that had won in 08 with Doc and KG and Paul Pierce and they it was like the, the Celtics great the greatness is back the 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 window is back for them to to compete for championships which is not the case before Garnett and Ray Allen showed no. up and they kind of have always ridden that they got back to prominence and now we can expect them as a as a contender year after year after year and it's just not the case they've been super talented they've made some really smart moves but the fact that Danny Ainge and Brad Stevens and now Joe Mazzulla have kind of consistently made them contenders, I think has um, misled people into thinking that they're actually championship worthy. Last year was the closest version of that, but they, they were really not as good as the Warriors when it mattered. And the Warriors weren't a great champion either. So they're always good, never great. And they don't seem to ever hang around their neck the reputation of can't win the big one. Maybe this year they'll do it because it was a real eye opener that they sucked that <sighs> bad. That bad in game seven.
6: Are we gonna argue about this again? <laughs> so uh, I've I, been delicately on your side the last couple of days saying that now is the time to have the conversations about the franchise that you guys wanted to have like from day six of the Brad Stevens era. But I mean they are by definition contenders. Like they are they were in game seven of the Eastern Conference final, like that makes them a contender.
4: You're right. I think it just, though, it's interesting where the line is in our sports landscape of when a team goes from really good, solid franchise to chokers. Because the Celtics have now had enough good teams that didn't close, that didn't win a championship, to where other franchises have been labeled chokers. We've had good teams throughout the years in a lot of sports, but if you don't win a title and you have multiple cracks at doing so, you get labeled, can't win the big one. And I wonder if this is finally the season that that narrative changes, because I don't think the Celtics have ever worn that yet,
6: right. And I guess I, in my in my mind, they can live in both of those worlds, like it's not one or the other. Like being a choker doesn't mean you're a bad franchise or that you're overvalued because you're gonna when we get to next year, they're still gonna be mentioned presumably among the best teams in the East because they're that good. So like they can still be a good they can and they 're still the envy of a third, if not half, of the nBA There are a lot of teams who would trade the last fifteen years of their franchise for what the Celtics have done, so there's good and bad it 's not just one or the other
4: you 're right, I think it just becomes when do you stop getting the benefit of the doubt that you can win a championship that that people expect you to win a championship because again, how many franchises have we had where you 're like, yeah, they 'll be good next year, but I would never pick them to win the NBA Finals. To me, they're now in that category, and I I think the Jalen Brown hole, void, what have you, is is a
2: huge reason why. Now, not to pivot too far away from sports, I know we're CBS Sports Radio, but DA, the next time I think we may see you is Bob's Bar. You're going to be on the air before then. Today's a really big day ahead of the Bob's Bar show, which is just over two weeks out. Uh, as we all know, if we all go to Major League Baseball opening day, when you show up and he see those fresh lines painted, if you will. <laughs> yeah. Bunting. T- today is power washing <laughs> day, or at least the power washer gets dropped from my shed to Bob. It's the last uh, things he's looking to do. He has freshly polyurethaned Bob's bar two days wow. ago. Wow. To give it a fresh, nice wow. coat. And he has requested I bring his power washer that I mm-hmm. borrowed over and he is basically just putting down the lines now. He is fully blown, prepared Bob's Bar here for this moment. And there is a local television network. I didn't uh, even reveal this to bogus. That is now in talks with Bob about doing a story <laughs> about a Giants <laughs> fan. <fandom> that now <laughs> no, uh, uh, are debating whether that's the day they bring the camera crew to show what a party Bob's uh, Bar is as well. Man. So the power washing, the polyurethane, and I mean, this place is getting, it's like the palestra right now. And he stiff-armed
6: <laughs> the the construction crew. Yeah. The work's done.
2: It, there is
4: palpable buzz officially in the West Babylon, Long Island area for this. I have so many questions. The, the answer, the short answer is yes, that'll probably be the first time I see you guys in person. My uh, my leave from the show will end next Monday, so I'll be back on the air on Tuesday And we'll do a couple of weeks on the air, but I'll just do it from home. But uh, the first time I see you guys probably will be that day, unless there's another reason to come into the studios or something. But so... My first big question is, what's the construction look like sewer-wise on the streets? Because this has been something well, pressing this... on me. I'm, you know, I'm sitting up in the middle of the night watching B-movies, and I'm thinking, is, this, is the sewage <laughs> construction done in West Babylon?
2: So the answer is yes, but I don't know completed. So they have the local West Babylon Memorial Day parade on Monday morning. So we pack up the kids, and we head over. And obviously, the rallying point is Bob's Bar, and we walk up. And right around the, the corner property in which my parents How does live. does the
6: parade not go past Bob's bar? Well, a couple corners up. you got to clear out. All they right. know. <laughs> there are where they dug up for the
2: shore. They re-put down, like, new tar, if you will. But nothing is even. So I don't know if they have to come over and uh, repave yeah. the roads. It's Regrated. like huge bumps that are paved over. So I say this to say that they've already been given the warning, and they say they'll basically be done with all this by that show. If they do not elect to repave the road yet, it is going to make things extremely dicey for handing your keys over to Zach Gelb <laughs> to have to navigate <laughs> these bumps in the road.
4: Okay, that's a concern. Number two, the idea that I could show up right now in West Babylon to Bob's bar And there's a a freshly dressed deck. And there is, uh, you know, the... The fresh lines, the chalk lines rolled out, and there's somebody that's putting the first hot dog on the grill, and it feels like opening day. is so, <laughs> so thrilling. Yes. It is so thrilling, to, especially where I am right now. And I can tell you uh, one of the highlights of this. Uh, no offense to Miraz, no offense to his family, but I booked my hotel for a Thursday night <laughs> yeah. of, of the night before Bob's bar, uh, I, I, I knew that there was uh, some extenuating circumstances, perhaps, in in all households involved here. And I did not want to be the the, uh, you know, the cousin Eddie rolling up uh, from we're okay. the sticks. Yeah, we're okay. like, oh, yeah. We're okay. Hey, who must <laughs> stay in with crappers full. So, uh, <laughs> you know, I cigar got... smoking dudes taking that bed this year. <laughs> oh, OK, OK. So I but I booked I booked it and I just like clicked. Yes, on the on the app or my phone. And I was just like. Oh, I can smell Bob's bar. You know, it's, it's it's like when you see pitchers and catchers report and you're like, I can smell opening day. So I am really excited. I've got a few goodies to bring to the event and uh, I'm going to have to talk it over with Meraz secretly because I don't want to say anything here on the air that Bob might hear, but, uh, it's going to be, I'm just, I'm beyond excited and you will see, uh, a unique version of DA one that has been (laughs) burrowed in, (laughs) in a hole for uh, a couple of weeks uh, with a newborn. You you even, you even by getting that night's sleep, maybe the most
2: wide awake and not needing that typical 10, 15 Bob's bar (laughs) nap too. That could be a huge deal for the listeners.
4: Before we get out of here, um, I just wanted to say that I, I got so many amazing um, replies and emails and DMs from our listeners when AJ came last week and we made the announcement and Iron Eagle really made the announcement <laughs> that said, uh, you're going to be a great dad. And I, I just wanted to say right now, you guys have no idea what that meant to me, only because this is my first and a lot of you would only glean that from who I am on the air because you haven't seen me with my nephews or nieces or you haven't seen me behind the scenes with children or whatnot. And that really touched me quite deeply that just people thought I might be good at this. And even I don't know if I'm good at this. I don't know if I will be good at this, but I hope that I am. And that really meant a lot. So I, I of course, I couldn't get to every response, but I did read them all. And that was, that was huge. And that was one side of this coin. And then the other side is the few chuckleheads that are saying, oh, D.A.'s <laughs> milking this. Uh, and so You get on that little Debbie truck today, D.A.? Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm hungry, that man. Little Debbie truck. And, and I just <laughs> like I, I want, to address, I want to address that as well from uh, milking Patrick is what we'll call him because he thinks that I'm milking this uh, and uh, Meek in uh, Myrtle Beach who says, uh, what did he say? He said, oh, you're going oh, yeah. check was, somebody? I love this. By the way, we <laughs> already defended you on this today. But I'm here just to DA's here. He was Little Debbie. Yeah, this is little, little Debbie Brad or Little Debbie Meek or whatever this is. And it is just this um, in a nutshell. If you know me and you've heard me on the air, perhaps you, the reason that you think I might be a good dad is because you know that I commit myself 100% to the things that really matter to me, and the show has always really mattered to me. And doing right by the listener has always really mattered to me. And now being a dad really matters to me. And uh, I, I have I have I say this honestly, I've taken uh, advice from Bogues and from Baraz and from Bellati, And that is around here on this show, as important as the show has always been, we have always said family comes first no matter what. And when you're with family, do not even think about the show. We've all said that to each other constantly. When you're, when you're doing something with your family, do not even think about this show. And I really feel like it's part of the magic of this show is that when you're here, you're all in. And when you're not, you take care of those important things. And so when AJ came me being a first time dad, um, Bogues has oftentimes said like, this is gonna be the most important job of your life. And I really believe it. And I see how amazing of a dad he is. And I said, I'm not gonna shortchange my kid, As I shortchange the audience, because as I said, there's no way I'm watching anything. So my takes would be crap. I mean, my opinions would be just garbage opinions. And I'm certainly not going to show up at the house after a long day and be totally exhausted to then take over my firstborn and be like, yeah, let's just get through the day. Every moment I'm with him is a blessing it's a gift every single second i'm with them i am kind of charmed and saying like how did i get so lucky so i'm fully committed in these two weeks of leave to be the absolute best dad i can be and best husband i can be and my wife needs it right now and not everything went incredibly smoothly um from last week and whatnot so i'm here for her and i'm here for him And I I only say this not as some type of flex or whatever, but there's a reason behind me not being on the show. And I really love that people want me back on the show, but there is a much more important job for me to do, and I'm thrilled to do it. And when I'm back on the show, I will give everything I have to the show, but there's going to be a lot of days this summer where you don't hear me, maybe weeks this summer that you don't hear me. And it's because I'm doing the most important job I got. And so, um, for anybody that, and I know that social media is not a great gauge, but I just feel for uh, moms that feel this innate pressure to have to get back to work or dads that feel this innate pressure to be back at work because, well, just move on with your life. You know, we got to get things done. Like, we got to get the little Debbie truck uh, out there and get the devil dogs delivered or whatever. There is no job that's unimportant. I'm not saying that any job is more important than not, but uh, this job allows me some space to be a dad and i'm going to take advantage of that and the last thing you guys need is a half-assed take on game seven of the eastern conference finals that i didn't watch and the last thing my newborn needs is for me not to pay attention to him because i needed to create some stupid take um that i didn't really have to do so that's the line that i'm walking right now and i appreciate everybody that would love to have me back on the show uh, every day but i feel incredibly Lucky that Merez and Bogues can take over for me and do a great job. And this is just about me doing the most important job I have today to the best of my ability. And when I'm back on the show, I'll do that to the best of my ability. So for every mom or dad that feels some type of external pressure from idiots that are like, oh, you should be back. Man, who knows how many days you get to just sit with your kid ever for 24 hours, which I get to do right now. Uh, You know, at eight, he doesn't need me to do that. At four, he doesn't need me to do that. At 22, he doesn't need me to do that. But at eight days old, he does. So I get to do it. So I'm going to do it. So that's my piece.
2: Well said, DA. Well said. I think the only counter-argument me and Bogues would have would be when they request your work, and that means they hate us. So we don't necessarily (laughs) love that. Also, our stun to a news today was Al Pacino becoming a dad at 82. So no matter what I know. We're gonna say no matter what you're doing as a dad, just remember it can't be worse. You're not fathering at 82 like Pacino. Because I can't imagine
6: he's running around playing wiffle ball anytime. He's taking more naps than the baby.
4: (laughs) I mean, he I just did the math. He's going to be a hundred and one at high school graduation. Yeah, I mean, one oh one. I mean, Jer- Jerry Jones right now is so worried about
2: winning another Super Bowl. How could Pacino <laughs> not have this concern in him?
4: I mean, yeah, you know, I'm going to be 44 next month, and i and I've done the math. Too. I'm like, wow, I'm going to be 56. It is. this. High, at AJ's high school graduation? That's kind of old. I don't know. You know. And then I look at Pacino. I'm like, oh, I'm a spring chicken here, no doubt. Honestly, no doubt. I'm like I'm like Wimbayama. I feel like I got like 30 years ahead of me in good basketball.
2: The only difference is Schwartz has heard of you. <laughs> oh man. All right. Oh, well, go. listen. Go watch, uh, you know, another eighty-five Bears documentary. Relax. You're, enjoy you have time. no idea that I actually did do some
4: of that last night. Oh I'm gonna, no! We're going to do a segment when we come when I come back on the show. Uh, Instead of mothership at the movies, fatherhood at the movies. I have I have specifically tried to watch films that you guys would respect me for, <laughs> um, and I'm going to review them kind of like mothership at the movies because really I, that's that's what my two a.m. to six a.m. shift is like. Is just trying to stay quiet, let uh, mom sleep, and just watch movies. And um, last night I could just find nothing, oh, and no, so I said, no. "Is this it? Did I ever see this '85 Bears doc?" No, so I just cl- I just clicked on. It's called '85. Ba- uh, no, it's just called Night '85. Uh, the greatest team ever. So I said, I don't think I've seen this one. Yeah, they've <laughs> run out of names for them. <laughs> it was buried It was buried on Sling TV. Oh, okay? wow. Is... Those poor producers. And I got through uh, the first 10 minutes, and I said, oh, my God, they've interviewed Bill Murray for this? Oh, they've interviewed Obama for this? They've interviewed uh, all these, like, incredible A-listers because they're Chicagoans. And then I saw, oh, they don't have license to the NFL Films footage, oh, so no. it's the worst documentary ever. And I said, no, I'm not doing this. Oh. I'm actually, the, the first ever 85 Bears doc, I actually uh, pulled the, ejection, the eject button on. So I, I've got, so far, 10 movies that I have watched and reviewed. Yeah. Wow. I'm um, through 10. So and, what year um, are you on now? 92? How, are you doing these
6: chronologically? I'm ba- Wait till bounce- you see
4: Back to the Future 2. <laughs> I'm bouncing back and forth between new ones like Air and you people with some old ones. I just watched for the first time Whiplash last night. Can you believe I've never watched Whiplash? Oh, I don't the, think I've ever watched Whiplash. The drummer movie, right? that, yes, what that is. Yeah, yeah. That's okay. with Miles Teller and oh, uh, Aaron okay.
6: Rodgers' buddy.
4: Yes. Uh, yes. And uh, I'm forgetting the name of the teacher. J.K. J. Simons Simmons. J.K. Rowling's, right? No. J.K. Simmons. Yeah, J.K. Rowling <laughs> wrote J. K. Harry R- Potter. Harry Potter. J.K. Simmons. Wow. Uh, my God, what a phenomenal movie. So, yeah, I'm kind of bouncing between the most modern and ones that I just missed that I knew that were really good. But I'm, I'm trying to make you guys proud without watching, uh, yeah, like... Sweet uh, 16 Candles for the, t- okay. you know, the 30th time. All and- right. I know we've gone way over it. I have to
2: close with this because the audience is going to want to
4: know. you still getting fat? What's eating like
2: over oh, there Oh, right it's now?
4: coming. No, I, I went through my lean period and now I'm probably going to go back into the fat train because... <laughs>
6: <laughs> there's, there's no other way to do it. You,
4: the, it just happens. Yeah, the two days before the hospital, you know, you're you're running all around. I'm not eating full meals. Getting the whole the nursery in, in place, making sure everything is is ready to go. <laughs> then we're at the the hospital, and like I'm eating barely anything. I'm staying up at all hours of the night to burp him, to feed him, to make sure that uh, my wife can get just a little bit of rest. I'm not sleeping well when I'm there because I'm in the hotel, uh, the hospital chair that's like a pull out pseudo bed. So I ate almost nothing for the four days that we were in the hospital. Then I came back to the house and, like, again, I'm just kind of, like, grabbing whatever I can. So I've actually probably shed four to five pounds. Wow. But um, but that's just, like, stress and not sleep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that now I would say a week from today when I'm back at the office uh, or a little bit less than that, I'm probably going to just start housing terrible food again. Uh, just, I like, like inhaling food. So – It'll all come back to me because, um, yeah, I just have just again, head is in a blender still, so I haven't been eating a lot. Well, that sounds good. And if Badlands cannot burp on demand, you've now have practiced
2: burping him. He can, you can pat <laughs> yeah. him right in the back there, get it out of him in my I face. I got the
4: burp thing down. I got the burp cloth down. If if Badlands needs a burp cloth, I've got plenty of. Oh, them this we is can bring so in. good.
2: We want to see you in a dad fanny pack as Badlands burps. That'll just add to it so well.
4: All right, well, go after go, he burps yeah. in your face. Should I stick some formula in exactly, his <laughs> Exactly,
2: exactly.
4: <laughs> Ooh, is this Semelec? <laughs> all right. Uh, all right, Dan. Well, listen, go
2: spend time with AJ. Um, remember, from this point forward, Entiman's over Little Debbie's, and just enjoy your day, man. <laughs>
4: okay. Thanks, guys. Thanks for holding down the fort for me. And good to hear uh, Kevin Wall and, and Billy Jock and the other uh, great. And the line that I dialed in today. It's this gra- was cool. It was great. No Christmas
2: music. We're off to a good start. <laughs>
4: how, how, how. <laughs> <laughs> See <laughs> you guys <laughs> later. See you later. Rub, yeah. Okay.
2: Ho, ho, ho. Okay, when we come back, one final CeeLo update. And good. Just good to hear from DA. We'll read some of your tweets on that as well. It's the DA Show on CBS Sports Radio.
1: Even the DA Show is not perfect. We know. Shocking. Here's the epic fail.
2: All right. Our Stun to a News brought us to Al Pacino at 82. Having a baby. It's your epic fail.
7: So Robert De Niro and Al Pacino are best buddies, as you might know. And there's probably been some friendly-spirited competition over the years, but this might be taking it to a new level. So we recently learned that the 79-year-old De Niro became a father for the seventh time, welcoming a child with his girlfriend.
5: One, two, three, four,
7: five, six, seven. I guess Pacino didn't want to be left out. Just revealed, I believe, yesterday or last night, the 82-year-old is set to welcome his fourth child, ...as his 29-year-old girlfriend, Nora Alfala...
4: a Frisky bisky.
7: What? But you've got 79-year-old De Niro, a dad once again, and now 82-year-old Pacino with an infant can, on the way.
2: Can I give her credit while knocking Al here? Ugh. I give her credit because this is proof that she's not just sitting there giving him a massage... ...or, like, cooking him dinner and along for, like, some kind of payout when he keels over. Hubba <laughs> <laughs> hubba.
6: Do you know anything works... Like, you don't know how college works. You don't know how teachers work. She just got a kid. Now she's getting double payout when he croaks. Ah! I
2: think that you're actually, actually a bad job to the kid if you're willing to have one at 83 years old because... I think 60's probably the fair cutoff.
7: Oh, I have no
2: idea.
6: Yeah, but you know what though? You need come on. You, you try to at least, you know, put yourself in a position where you have a relationship with your kid. Right. You're finally getting one right. I think this is incredibly irresponsible, and I'd almost support a rule of like an actual age limit where you have to stop having kids. Right. You can't you have to stop putting kids in the world. Right.
2: Stand up. Let me see that, buddy. But I, I mean, for the decide. love of
5: God, this is absolutely disgusting though. And Just eighty two twenty nine. Yeah. <laughs> I okay. probably
2: get Turned down by a 79 year old rich old woman. So, what does that say about me?
6: The red glare, the bombs bursting in air. Epic fail, you loser. That
1: is why you fail. Epic fail.
2: Pacino, by the way, 53 when the mother of his child was born. 53. To make you feel better about it. Our poll question of the day if you were rehired by a job and in your first week back, are you allowed to take free tickets for an event from the company? 73% said yes. Kevin Wool, you're in the clear. He voted that many times. 26% said no. Uh, Mike Beseglia, Mikey B, used to work on Taz and the Moose here. Yeah. And, Boom, and, and Gino, Gino Jones. Jones said 100% yes, so he would do this. Patty O'Ron tweets in, it's a rather poorly worded question. Why would a job rehire you? Well, ask Kevin Wall that question because it applies to him. That'll put a little bow on it. A permission-granted podcast. You yeah, shorter version, but nonetheless, we're not getting punished by side seas Me and Bogues will handle that post-show here. Thanks to Kevin Wall. Welcome back, buddy. Heck of an effort. Thanks to Billy Shackle on the wheels of steel. And I... Yeah, no, he's usually here on Wednesday. Today's not a Tuesday. Thanks to Jack Stern, a full day's work out in the newsroom. Thank you to Crystal Preski on updates. Thank you to one another and everybody another. The Mothership Disconnects.